Welcome to the Men Leading Men podcast. My name is Tim Jacobs. Thank you so much for joining us for episode number two, How to Find Your Strength Zone. Now, if you've never listened before, what is the Men Leading Men podcast? Well, in this podcast, the goal is to help men who are new to leadership or those aspiring to leadership become more self-aware and equipped with actionable tools to craft and improve their leadership and its impact. So as we jump into the topic of finding our strength zone, I want to start with a belief we too often have in work and in life that says we have to be good at everything we do. I'm sure you've experienced the same thoughts and feelings about a department that you're joining, about a new role that you are stepping into, but we have to be good at everything that we do. And that involves the technical aspects of a job, or we have to know every single step better than anybody else in the realm of a particular area of focus. But what does that cause us to do? Well, if you're like me, I spend so much time evaluating the myriad of positions in that department or in an industry, and I determined that I must learn how to do all jobs. Well, I'm here today to tell you that that is a terrible idea. But why is that a bad idea? Well, today we're going to unpack those thoughts. I'm going to give you some reasons why you should never go down that road, and we'll discuss some ways how you can find your strength zone. So let's jump right in. So I want to start our discussion today with a question. Do you do what you do best every day? Let me say it again. Do you do what you do best every day? Now, as you're thinking about that answer, the honest answer for me is no. In my pursuit of success and increasing my skills, I often get excited about learning a new skill set. And I put more time and attention into either exploring that or trying to improve a weakness. And I falsely believe this is the best use of my time. And unfortunately, I spend too much of it there. Now, it may be that for a time, I need to know a little about a lot. But that's not the long-term goal. What I need to do is I need to do what I do best on a daily basis. So let me ask you, do you do what you do best every day? Now this could be at home, at work, your hobbies, or wherever else you're attempting to grow. Is the answer to this question affirmative? Is it yes? If so, great. You're operating in the areas that best fit how you were created and designed by God and it would seem reasonable to say that you're intentionally building off of that. That's fantastic. But if not, why? Why are we not focusing on doing what we do best? Is it because, like me, you get distracted and want to learn new things? Is it because we spend too much time focusing on our weaknesses and thinking that we need to improve in those areas? Maybe you don't know what you do best. Is it because, as we mentioned earlier, you're trying to do everything and 
Perhaps in that pursuit you're becoming a jack of all trades, they say, but a master of none. So where are you in that assessment? Well, only you can answer this. And so as we explore this, and as we continue to think about doing what we do best every day, let's talk about why I believe you should never go down the road of knowing how to do all jobs. Now, out of the gate, there may be a rare case made of where this is beneficial in life. But generally speaking, let's talk about why I believe you should avoid this at all costs, because that's a short-term answer. Long-term, we don't want to do that. We don't want to focus on every single aspect of every single job. So the first reason why I believe you should never go down this road is that when we focus on areas of weakness, it leaves us less time to focus on our strengths. Why is that an issue? Well, if you're spending too much time focusing on areas where you're weak and you're not improving the areas where you're strong, think about how you were designed and think about how you were created. If you were created to do things and they fit within that strength zone, then wouldn't it seem more logical to improve upon that grand design? Improve upon that. Pursue that. Continue to grow that. Continue to develop that. Because when we get into this mode of trying to improve our weaknesses, the first thing that we say in this evaluation is, well, look at all my weaknesses. Look at all these areas that are not my strengths. And we have a tendency for that to show up in a negative way. It has a tendency to reveal itself in almost a negative mindset. My weaknesses. It doesn't have a positive connotation when you say that. Now, we need to be aware of these things. We need to know what our weaknesses are. But what we don't need to do is we don't need to look at these areas of weakness and we focus on that to the point that it gets us negative and that it gets us down. It gets us focusing on trying to improve something that we were not designed to be focusing on, which, again, are our strengths. And we need to invest that time in building those strengths and growing those strengths to their full potential. That's what it's about is growing these strengths into their, their fullest potential. So you have to focus on that. The next reason why I personally believe we should avoid knowing how to do everything is that you're not designed to fill every role. You are not designed by the creator to fill every single role in a company, in a department, in an area of business. I mean, think about how exhausting that would be if you literally had to do everything. Now, some of you out there may be thinking, yes, I, it does feel like I have to do everything at work. Some of you may seem, uh, may, may feel as though if, it, if I don't get it done, then it's not going to get done correctly. It's not going to get done the right way. I'm sure we've all had those times where we're working on something and we want to be a part of a team and we want to allow a team or a group of individuals working on a project to work together and to collaborate. And then after one instance where something doesn't get done correctly or timely or the way you would do it, or if a new person is exploring how to do this role and learning that, then we say, you know what, just just here, hand it to me. Just let me do it. Get out of the way. I know what I'm doing and I'll get this done. Well, maybe you do know how to do that, but that's not what we were designed to do. Not everybody is designed to do this. We're, we're not designed to fill every single role. No one 
is designed to fill every single role. And the third reason why you should never go down this road of putting your time, energy, efforts into making sure you know how to do every single job is that life is so much better when we work as a team. It's so much better when we have that team mindset that says, where do I fit in? And I think as a team, uh, sports are a great analogy for this. I mean, think about the sports that you like to play, sports that you like to watch and follow. Think about those team environments. I mean, think about a football team. On the offense and the defense, there's 11 men on the field. 11 men are required to run an offense. 11 men are required to run a defense. Imagine if one man ran out there on defense against all 11 people on offense. Imagine how bizarre that would look just when you viewed the field. You would would look at that team and those coaches and you would say, what in the world are those coaches doing? They set that man up for failure they set that individual up for for sure the other team the offense is for sure going to score how can one person stop 11 other people it's just not possible but when the other 10 surround that man they are able to stop the quarterback they're able to stop the running back they're able to stop the movement of the ball down the field life is so much better when we work as a team and when we understand where our strengths are we can figure out and understand how each of our strengths are complementary and we fit together in this design to move things forward, to move the ball down the field if we're on offense, to move things along in a project, to move things along in achieving success and greatness. Now, after we've gone down those reasons, you may be wondering, how do I find, how do I know my strengths? Where do I go to explore where it is that I know that I am operating in my strength zone. I've, I've been busy. I've been productive. At least I feel like it. I've been operating in a certain capacity. But how do I actually find my strength zone so that I can work in it? Now, before we talk about that, I, I want to point out that your strength zone is different from your comfort zone. Completely different. And I believe that there are two different approaches with that. Your strength zone is a place that you should find, hone in, and develop. Your comfort zone is something I believe you should expand on. If you're not comfortable in certain areas, you need to feel your way through your comfort zone. And don't want to go deep into the comfort zone topic, but it's not the same thing. Comfort zone and strength zone are two different things. So let's talk about it. How do you find your strength zone? Well, the very first way it, it it's going to sound completely different, difficult, excuse me, but in reality, it's quite simple. Take a step back, go through an honest assessment. That's literally the first place we should start. Go through an honest assessment of the strengths that you have. That, that literally means sit down and think about the things that you do really well and the things that you do well that you enjoy doing. And if you get to a point where you feel like you've exhausted this list, I encourage you to bring other people in who really know you. Bring those people in that are super close in your life and have them be honest with you. Make sure that you're honest with yourself. Make sure that they're honest with you and sit down and talk through this assessment. What what do you feel my strengths are? Where do you think I shine? 
when we're working together, when we're in conversation, where, where do you feel like I add the most value? Because that's what our strength zone is doing. It is adding the most value to others around us. The second thing to find your strength zone, I encourage you to do is explore, experiment, to test, put these things into practice. This, Once you start with that list, once you start with that feedback from others, then explore, put those things into practice. If you wrote something down, then do, do a test on it. Do some work that involves that and see the results that you get. Did you do it well? Did you enjoy doing it? Did you feel like that came easy to you? You know, there's a, a writer named John Acuff, and he says, if you say that you want to open a coffee shop because that's your desire, your passion, and that's something that you dream that you want to do. He says, before you go and, and rent out a space or purchase land or go take out a loan to build the building and, and go down this road, he said, if you believe that that's part of your strengths and what you want to do, before you do that, go work at a Starbucks for six months. Go work at a coffee shop for six months and see if you enjoy doing that on a daily basis. Before you just take this plunge, then go explore and say, you know what, I don't know if I really enjoy drinking coffee or if I enjoy serving coffee, if I enjoy getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning to make sure that I'm open by 5 or 6 or whatever the nuances are that come with starting your own coffee shop. So you need to experiment. You need to explore. You need to put these things into practice. Do I really like graphic design or do I like the idea of graphic design? Do I have a natural tendency to see things and color palettes and schemes and I can quickly design some things? I just need a little bit of training. I just need a little bit of uh, guidance in this area, a little bit of mentorship. And man, I, I can take off in this area. So the second way to find your strength zone, explore, experiment, test, and put it into practice. The third way is to invest in proven methods of discovery. You need, you need to find those things that can help you understand in a, a, more, uh, a more systematic way. These, there's tests out there. there. There are proven methods of discovery that can help you. Some of these tests you've probably heard of before. A lot of them revolve around your personality uh, and your strengths and who you are. They help you identify these things in a more comprehensive way. And I highly encourage you to look through those things. You'll find those things out about yourself. Figure out where your natural tendencies are because the beauty of those things is when you see it on paper and when you see it spelled out and written out and you read that, and you had that advantage to say, you know what, you're exactly right. This does sound a lot like me. And if I'm honest and I go through this discovery time, then my results, sh what, what should return on these results is something that really lines up with the other th three things that, the things that we've already talked about. It, it will line up with my honest assessment. It'll line up with others' honest assessment. And it'll line up with what I've experimented and what I've put into practice already in my strengths. One of these methods of discovery I highly recommend is called StrengthsFinder 2.0. Now, it's a book that you can purchase that comes with an access code where you can go online and you can take the test, the personality test, which is actually more your strengths. And so, yes, it will reveal some kind of personality traits, but it, it pinpoints and identifies these strengths that you have about yourself in many different areas. There's, there's, 
over 30 areas that it identifies and so you can go through and it'll tell you which ones you score really high in and as i went through this book i want to read a couple of quotes from the author and it says across the board having the opportunity to develop our strengths is more important to our success than our role our title or even our pay in this increasingly talent-driven society we need to know and develop our strengths to figure out where we fit in. Now that's exactly what we've been talking about. Where do we fit in in this grand scheme of things? This grand scheme of things that says, you know what, I'm part of something bigger than myself. If we can, if we can understand that it's, it's so much better when we work as a team, if we can understand and, and truly come to grips with the fact it's okay that we're not designed to fill every role, you, we have to be comfortable with that. We, if we're not comfortable with that, then none of these other things matter. But we have to be comfortable. You know what? I, I recognize in myself that I'm not designed to do everything. I'm not designed to fill every every single role. And I'm okay with somebody stepping up and filling that role because that's their strengths. And I know they're going to knock it out of the park. So let me figure out where I fit in and let me develop those strengths. So... Invest in those proven methods of discovery. And the final way I, I would encourage you on how to find your strength zone is after you've done these things, become addicted to the focus in those areas. I'll fill you in on what the results were, uh, some of the results on my strengths finders. Once I took that, my very first area of strength, it says is competition. Now, for me personally, that was not a surprise whatsoever. I literally view everything in life as a competition. Winners, losers, like that's why we keep score. I, I know you may not feel the same way, but my personality is number one strength is competition. And so when I am approaching a project, when I'm approaching a situation, when I'm approaching a team, when I'm approaching where I fit in, my number one focus is how can this result in a win? Sure, I'll be gracious if I don't win because I understand that you can't win at everything. But my number one strength is competition. So if you see me taking on a project, if you see me doing something, exploring something, that's my mindset every single time. How can we win? How, how can this end result be a win? So whatever you find out, in your strengths once you discover these this strength zone and, it, and it's going to be multiple areas that you see are complementary become super addicted to focus instead of going online and searching something super generic you know how do i start a business why don't you understand where your strengths are and become addicted to focusing on the areas that meet that so if your strengths are understanding design and how to build websites, then instead of how to build a business, then why don't you search how to be a better web developer or the basics of web development, wherever your skill level is. Become super addicted to that focus and bring others alongside of you with their strengths who can help you build that business to be better. You shouldn't do everything. Again, we talked about for a short time, maybe that is the case. You need to know a little about a lot, but that's not the long-term goal. You don't want to be the person who is always in every single area of this business. So you must become super addicted to focus. And that focus tells 
everybody else who you're bringing alongside this journey, I know where my strengths begin and end, and I'm comfortable with where your strengths are, and we want to do this thing together. So let's talk about the areas that we discussed today quickly as a recap as to why you shouldn't learn how to do everything and how are you going to find your strength zone. So remember, why should we never go down the road of knowing how to do all jobs? Because focusing on weaknesses leaves you less time to focus on strengths. We're not designed by God to fill every single role. And life is so much better when we work as a team. And our takeaways on how to find our strength zone, do number one, do an honest assessment with yourself. Do an honest assessment. Uh, have others do that honest assessment on you, those that know you the best. Number two, explore, experiment, put it into practice. Number three, invest in proven methods of discovery. And number four, become addicted to focus. As always, I aim to simply share the ways we can develop our leadership to have a lasting imprint on men and families for generation to come. Remember, the journey to being a leader is a hard road. It's a long road. It's a bumpy road, but you can do it. Well, that does it for this episode. And for those of you listening, thank you for joining us today. I hope you've learned something to help you in your pursuit of being a better leader. If you would, do me a favor as we wrap up this episode. Subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified whenever a new episode is posted. And if you enjoyed it, give it a rating on whatever platform you've chosen to listen through. This will help the Men Leading Men podcast more easily show up in the list of available podcasts so others can have the opportunity to listen in and be a part of this message. Thank you again so much for being here today. I hope you join me for the next episode.